There we go. What's up, my boy? What's up? Nothing, man. On the way back to the house, about to get settled so I can lock in with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Hey, uh, just for everyone that's going to listen to this, this is the please excuse us now for social distancing because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So that's lovely. Although we're starting to open up here in Oklahoma again. So yeah, praise for God sure. for that. Praise God. But I am super, super excited um, to be on here talking to John Ellis. Um, crazy how the world works and and invites different people into your life. Um, pretty, pretty incredible people. Um, I think the world of John, um, I see his grind every day. Uh, via Instagram, via running into him, via text, via all the all the mediums. Um, so, John, just just give everyone kind of a lowdown of who you are. Obviously, you played ball in college, so kind of give us that rundown. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll touch all of that really quick. Um, John Ellis, obviously, founder of John Ellis Basketball. Um, I was four years in the military as food service specialist. Crazy how I got into the military thing, but that just, it was just all about the the path that I took trying to chase this basketball. You know what I mean? So I ended up going to the military early out of high school, um, doing food service, like I said, just because the, the recruiter told me I could play basketball. So I did that, played, met a lot of people, traveled a lot, uh, played all over, won a national championship at the military level and then got out because um, our coach was connected with other coaches. And so that got me to Oklahoma, um, got me to OCU with, with Coach Dion Phelps. And um, like you said in the very beginning, it's crazy how things tie in and, and how things connect you with certain people for certain adventures. But uh, Coach Dion Phelps, love him to death. He left after my freshman year, and I met Vinay Patel, who – man, he sparked a lot of what's, what's now. And so that led me, of course, to OCU. Like I said, I played four years there, uh, made it to the national championship all four years, was really good. We had really good teams each year. Um, we were winners. It was fun, Vinay Patel taught us a whole lot, man. And so just in that journey alone, getting done with college and just growing as a young man, growing as a young man, I just, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do after that. And the people I had in my corner at that time just told me, man, you should try coaching. That wasn't an interest. You know what I mean? I wanted to do other things. And somehow it just kept coming back to me that I should do something with a basketball, something with coaching, something with giving back. And I didn't know what to do. And finally, after graduation, my mom and, and her husband, Rob, um, we all sat down in the hotel May 5th and 6th. And there you go. We created John Ellis basketball and it was up from there. And obviously like we, we partied a little bit. I mean, as much as we could right. uh, last week uh, coming on two years, what's, what's that journey been like? Cause I know like the ups and the downs and, and obviously you're going to have fluctuations uh, with people coming in and out of your program. But what's, what's two years been like? I know you kind of touched on it you know where we were uh cajun on the corner if you're in oklahoma city go eat that food because that whew, good food but but touch on two years yeah that cajun corner 
yeah, Cajun Corner. Before I get into that, Cajun Corner was, dang, I can't take this exit. Cajun Corner was, um, that was Liddy. I want to do that again for sure. So shout out to Nam and everybody uh, over there in Cajun Corner. They held it down for us. But two years, um, man, I, I'll just say this. Year zero to one and year one to two was two totally different years. Um, starting in a city where no one knows me for training or even doing something great with basketball besides um, how we were as a program at OCU. You know, I won one individual award, defensive player of the year. So it wasn't like I was the focal point of the team as far as scoring, you know, leadership and and uh, intensity and defensive mindset and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Chippiness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, but scoring and the things that I'm doing now, I was never known for it. So to, to attempt to do something like this in a city that I'm not from, um, you would assume I got a lot of backlash, a lot of people that feel some type of way about me and what I'm doing. Um, and it just wasn't easy. You know, I didn't have the luxury or I still don't have the luxury that people from here have to just reach out to somebody like Buddy Buckets. Uh, or a Buddy Hill, for that matter, uh, to help boost what I got going, or a good friend of mine who and Trey Young, who is who I don't reach out for, you know, to help and use his platform to make my platform bigger. So I don't have the the help that other people have, or the finances even that start that other people have and are blessed with um, to start their company. So mine was literally what <laughs> rappers talk about and people talk about from nothing from zero, from the bottom, from the gutter, from the, however you want to slice it. That's where I started. Like I said, May 5th and 6th, we did it right after graduation and sat in a hotel and just put the company and the website together. Had zero clients. I had no gear. I had um, um, no, no help whatsoever. I didn't have a gym. I didn't have any um, uh, clothing ideas, no websites, uh, except the initial one. I mean, just nothing. So I could keep going on. I had nothing. And so year zero to one was a legit grind just to try to put my name on the map, just to let people see what I stood for. So that was a lot of free workouts, a lot of video editing to continuously get my name out. And that's all done by myself because I didn't have a videographer. Um, I didn't have a cameraman. Um, you know, from the very beginning, it was it was just me. So that was a real grind. And then I started, like you said, again, in the beginning, because it's so true. The people that come into your life, it's amazing why they come if you're doing things the right way. And so I was fortunate enough to get people that genuinely cared for me, um, that really wanted to help and see my growth and success, uh, that was truly bought in and invested to what I had to offer, uh, people that gave me a chance. Uh-oh. He might be going through a rough spot. We're doing this all mobile today, so we're both in cars. We'll see. Maybe he'll come back around. Maybe. No? He'll come back around. Well, in the meantime, while we're, <laughs> while we're waiting on him to get out of that dead spot. Um, funny how I, 
I, I was working at a gym at the time and John would come in with one of his homies. Oh, there Can he you is. Me? Hey. Where'd you, where'd, where'd you lose me? I'm almost home. Uh, just, just the grind and that. Right. So basically year, year one to two, I was just telling him how we, how we came about, how we. Okay. Yeah. Get into that one. And, get into that know, one real quick. I'll remember year two. So we were, I mean, like I said, I was managing a gym at the time and, and you walked in with the homie. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing my Yeezy Wave Runners, and that was it's it's funny how like, and we'll get into that a little bit here in a bit, but sneaker culture is crazy, and so yeah. you know noticed noticed the Wave Runners, and then it just sparked a conversation, and you know we haven't talked a ton, but like I've seen everything that you've been doing, and like like I told you the other night, man, I'm super proud of you, like. I think when people, you know, coming from nothing, a lot of people have all these big dreams and they, they want to do all this stuff, but they, they're like, how do I start? Right. And it's like, just start, just start. Like, do something. Yeah. Like, even if you royally mess up like dozens of times, you're so far ahead because you're probably not going to make that same mistake. Twice, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, just start. Even if you have zero dollars. Like it takes zero dollars to start a podcast and, and get people on it. It costs zero dollars. You know, like right. there's so many different avenues that, that are free in our society that people just like overlook and they don't think, how can I connect to the right people? I think that's a huge part of it is just connecting to the right people. Right. No, I think I think you hit the nail on the head for sure with that one, because even even like you said, and, and I use the same terminology you just got to put something out there. People swear we got the million dollar idea. Um, they they think whatever they put out has got to be the one that hit. And that's where they sadly mistaken because as humans, <laughs> we're going to be our biggest critic. They say that all the time. And so the second I, you want to throw something out, you're going to be the reason you don't. It won't be too many other people. It'll be you second guessing for whatever reason, making anything else more important than doing what you honestly desire to do and that's just what i didn't do i mean i failed so many times i failed so many times and i don't call it failing i had to learn from so many different things like you said i didn't do the same thing twice i hadn't failed the same way twice with anything and so you just got to keep throwing stuff out i tell people tell me all the time they love what i'm doing because they see me consistently they know I'm right, at the gym. Right. They know I'm working they know i'm doing video they know i'm grinding because you see me all day so I'm not popping up once a month saying, yo, I got this crazy successful way for y'all to get better. I'm in there, <laughs> I feel like 24 hours of the day, grinding. If I'm not in the gym, I'm at home messaging the clients and the parents and talking about ways to get them better or to school or some gear or some help or mentoring and trying to help families keep their kids out of trouble and not having sex too early. And this, like, I'm not, it don't stop with just being in the gym with me. I mean, my life literally every day is trying to help these kids grow every single day. So. I think that's a huge, you know, uh, a part of it that it kind of goes, flies under the radar is as a coach, especially in your position, um, you know, you're not, you're not just telling them like the X's and O's, you know, you're, you're working on how to be able to be a better person, how to be a better brother or sister or 
or son or daughter, you know, whatever avenue of life they're in, it's about being better. And, and like you said, John, it's, you can't cheat it, you know, and you kind of joke that, um, you, you feel like you're in there 24 hours a day. Um, that's, that's what life is. You know, you get 24 hours and you can't, you can't cheat it. Every decision that you make is a decision that you get closer to being the best version of yourself. And, and I think a lot of attention and intention goes into those decisions each and every day. I think we may have lost him again. We'll let him get settled back in. Um, but that, you know, like going back, um, to, it costs nothing. Like this podcast is merely for fun. Like it's to connect people, um, to each other. It's to connect, you know, whatever, whatever the, the medium is. Um, and it's absolutely free. Like I don't charge. I, I get, I meet a lot of really cool people. And I think everyone to a certain extent is a creative, whatever, um, whatever, thing they do you know i'm gonna have a ton of people whether it's like music artists whether it's photographers whether it's you know coaches and mentors and and whatever i'm gonna have them all on here because i think they all contribute something creatively to this world that that isn't always it kind of goes it's glossed over in society and which kind of stinks but that's why we're trying to kind of bring those people to the forefront because you know, John been in business for two years. I was going to tell him like something really interesting is like what he may have tried year zero may work year five. So I think it's, it it is valuable um, to go back and, and try the same things that maybe didn't work at one time because chances are they might work the second time around or the third time around just because it doesn't, hit the first time doesn't mean it's not going to hit overall. There we go. There we go. I was just, it's fine. I'll, I think we can use the other clip too. (laughs) So we'll just, we'll just edit them together and it'll be fine. It may be a little cut out, but I'm not worried about it. Okay. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the house. So all that moving in, I think it was the Bluetooth connecting to the car, getting off of it. Yeah. It wouldn't give me the audio back or something. So, but I'm here, I'm in the house. Okay. Well, I was just telling them like, um, you know, I think everyone, well, first of all, you know, what you do, you're exactly right. It goes so far beyond just like coaching or X's and O's. Like you're trying to make these kids better sons and daughters and brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, all whatever lane they're in right now, you just want to make them better. Right. Um, and, and as far as like starting from zero, like this podcast, I don't make anything like this is merely for fun. I right. have a lot of like super, super dope people in my life. And what I was telling them is a lot of those things that you guys do are their own kind of lane of creativity. Right. And I think everyone is creative in their own mind and my my kind of intention behind this podcast is just to show people like just start even if you have a crazy idea just start because nobody ever like is albert einstein out the shoot right never that you know 
And, and so just starting is, is super powerful. And then the other thing that I mentioned kind of while you were, am I there, a, there for a second was just the fact that, um, now I lost my train of thought. I love that. Love that for me. Um, it'll come back. No. Okay. So, but even, even in that, what you oh, said, up, go ahead, go ahead. Now I got it. Okay. What I was saying is probably what you tried year zero may not have worked at that time, mm-hmm. but a lot of people just throw it up, yell Kobe and throw it in the trash. When in reality, that same idea may year five or year six. So I don't think it's, it's, it's completely legitimate to just scrap the whole idea. Right. But don't be afraid to try it down the road when you're more established. Yep. Maybe you are just so far ahead of yourself yep. that, that that idea is going to work once you pick up momentum. Yep. And that's 100%. That's crazy because you're spitting a lot of facts of, of stuff that I've already gone through, right? Conversations I've already had with wiser people or people in my corner that helped me get to the point I'm at now. And they told me the same things before with things that I said. Remember, I said fail at first and correct it. I hadn't failed at anything yet. Just like you said, some things just aren't for the now. And so if you got a really good idea that'll work and you know how, but people, for me, it'll be things like people just don't know who I am enough yet. The idea is really great, but I still got more grinding to do. I still got to get my name out there more. You know what I mean? And some people get discouraged with that and think, man, people not messing with me because I'm not from here or I'm not, not, they just don't know you. It just ain't going to be that easy <laughs> of a ride yet, all right? It's not you. It ain't you personally, but it's you. They just don't know you yet. And from one thing that I was told uh, by a famous millionaire, Grant Cardone, I went to a 10X event uh, two years ago in Miami, and he said if they don't know you, they won't flow you. And by his meant, because he always talk about cash flow. So he used yeah. the term flow as in pay you. So he's like, if they don't know you, they won't flow you. And I always said that. Cont- he always said – um, entrepreneurship is a contact sport and things like that. Things like that that stick with me, that make me fearless in my journey of approaching people or coming to talk to people like you about sneakers. Because from, to me, everybody is an outlet. I just don't know how yet. So I got to talk right. to you to figure that out. You know yeah, what I mean? And Grant is, Grant, I mean, I've read his 10X book. He's huge on that. Yeah. Um, oh, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You say less. Yep. I know exactly who who uh, Uncle G is. Yep, I Uncle think that's what G. Yep. Uncle G. And uh, he's huge on that. And I like to call it that hand-to-hand combat. You know, yep. like, especially when you're first getting started, there's a lot of shaking hands and kissing babies, and there's no return. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I listen to a lot of Gary V. Yeah, okay. And he's, and he's huge on, like, just play the long game. Everyone wants to win in the short term, you know, and that's why there's, like, scammers and all this other kind of crazy stuff going on, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Like everyone's looking to win the the short game, but nobody wants to build for the long game. And I got a crazy story about scamming. (laughs) That'll be off air. I got to tell you that story. (laughs) I want to hear that. Yeah, no, it's, it's nuts. Um, But anyway, so I know you're a big, I mean, there's a a huge array of topics I want to cover, but one of them, you're a big Kobe guy. Yeah. So him passing, RIP Kobe. RIP. Um, what, you know, what did you kind of go through in that? Because I know a lot of people were like, you you didn't even know him. But he was like the Michael Jordan of our generation. Yeah. 
and and uh, I mean, he had it's, all kinds of people who looked up to him, and and to see him go out early, and then the way he did, like you start to question, like you start to question this life, like what is yep. this about, you know? But it's it's crazy that you put it in that context, and for me, it was it was all of that at first, and then I I got a really close friend here, my roommate. Uh, we both lost. Uh, one of our best friends and so the Kobe death happened at first and I'm hurt you know I, I couldn't believe it I was like how you kill Superman you know what I mean it just ain't yeah. it ain't seem right and so um as the days and stuff went on and you see all the sad stories and people put the post out I just started to realize people don't we're, we're going to hurt if we think about all the sad times and like in any situation but really, we should be thinking about what Kobe left. And so that's when I started thinking about it in a different perspective. Like, if we sit and dwell on this all day, or if I dwell on this all day, I won't be able to leave what I need to leave here whenever my time is to come. Right. And so I had to initially, I mean, immediately shift how I was thinking because it did hurt. I was watching so many Kobe highlights and, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Going back, watching recaps. I got Kobe t-shirts from the dude at the barbershop, and you know all oh, that's hustle. You know what I'm saying? I'm still buying yeah. stuff like, whatever, that's Kobe. I'm mad I sold all my Kobe 8s. I got nothing left. Yeah. And so then I start thinking, man, Kobe left even me something here because I'm watching, and I made one of my initial promo videos off of a video he did with um his Mama Sports uh Academy. He did one with a bunch of uh, NBA guys, De'Aaron Fox, Aaron Gordon, uh, Jason Tatum, and, and so on and so on. And I was like, yo, that video is so hard, Kobe. I got to do something like that. And I did. That's when I did my big college event. I invited two college kids from all the surrounding sk- uh, schools in Oklahoma City. And we did one big-ass workout, and um, it was great. And that was all from Kobe. And so I looked at that stuff, and I'm like, man, there's, there's still so much Kobe left. Um, because it's, you know, you kind of think of two different worlds, what they went through and the stuff that they go through. A lot of us won't be fortunate enough to get to that point. And so me doing something that he did on my terms on my level, that was still huge. You know what I mean? There's so many people that didn't see that. Yeah. That scale. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's huge on every level, you know? mm -hmm. And I, I think, I think the thing that, you know, I, I listen to all the smoke. I don't know if you listen to all the smoke with, uh, yeah. Yeah, those dudes are clowns, but oh, I love listening to that, listen, having those guys on. But they had Steve Nash on um, a couple of episodes ago, and and he said him and Kobe were talking about, you know, what he wanted to do for the women's game in particular. Right. And I think that is a huge thing. You know, everyone kind of makes a mockery out of the WNBA, but, yo – those girls can ball. Like I, you look at women's basketball, I've never seen a, a group of more fundamentally sound players. For sure. You For know, sure. and I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, if somebody wants to really continue on the legacy of Kobe Bryant in this life that they have left, obviously, you know, that, that women's game is something that he, and I think that was um, because of Gigi. Right. Um, her involvement. But I think, you know, I see you with plenty of girls. Oh yeah, working them out and and busting them, busting them down. You know, yep. Yeah, not just like working them out, like you know, taking it easy because they're girls. Like 
busting them down. And so I, I love that. Um, I love all that stuff about Kobe. You know, I didn't truth be told. And I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before anti Kobe for a long time, long, what? yeah, long time. Like, Shame you. I know. But the th- <laughs> so I was my favorite player of all time is Allen Iverson. Oh man, right time. there with you. And so I don't know why Kobe just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, cause I always, well, it was kind of ingrained in me. I wouldn't even say it was me. Cause I think when you're so little that you don't really have your, you don't have your own belief. Own opinions, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, my parents always told me he was like arrogant and cocky and which now that I'm older, like dude was a dog. And that's why that's the type of player you want. Well, and you know, and that's why I love Russell Westbrook. That guy's a dog. You know, I love right. John Morant. He, I mean, that that boy is a dog. Um, right. I love Baker Mayfield. And they they all mm-hmm. have that that it can come off as arrogance. Um, but they're just and I think some of it is just manifestation too. I don't know if you listen to Russ. Right. Um his book is incredible and he talks about, you know, Russ as the rapper talks a lot of shit. Right. And, and he goes into it in his book and he talks about like, sometimes a lot of it isn't like me being arrogant. It's me just trying to like put into the universe that I'm ready for this. Like I'm trying to, you know, what's crazy. You know, what's crazy is I just said this yesterday. I have to correct myself so many times in a day when I talk, because it sounds cocky, but I'm like, y'all don't understand what what I'm going through anymore. Things change so fast when you just maneuver the right way. And since I'm noticing that, since I believe in the steps that I'm taking and, and I got the strong corner, then it's sometimes as you speak to other people, I've heard myself say, and look what I got today, but I don't mean it in that context. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm really like, hey, look what I got today. I didn't have this two years ago. Right. I wasn't in this house two years ago. I didn't have these clients two years ago. You know what I mean? And, and so when I'm talking about it, I'll correct myself in mid-sentence and say, but God knows I am overly humbled about what has changed me in these ways. I am completely grateful. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I am 100%, but I feel him on those things. And it, it, it will come off as arrogance. or co- But when you earn it, when you're going through it, when you're seeing the change, like it, to everyone else, it'll come off like that. Yeah. But for people like you, you'll understand right when I say something like, look what I got today, because you do witness it from a distance, even in the short time frame that you've known. Yeah. And I think it's all, you know, there's like been a perspective. change. You know, now we live in an age where if somebody like, like if you were to say that to a complete stranger, they can go on your IG profile and scroll down all the way down and see you mm-hmm. from the dribble. You know what I'm saying? Like they yep. can see you yep. from day one and what you've built. And then the problem is a lot of people don't do that. They just take it for face value. And it's like, you gotta, you yeah. gotta go back and research a little bit. Like where'd this guy come from? Where, you know, like there's more behind it than him just saying that, you know? And, right. But if you haven't read Russ's book, it's a, it's not. a quick read. It's called, it's all in your head. I read it in a day. It's all you have. Okay. It's 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 very 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 good. I have it at the house. I'm gonna pick it up. I have it at the house. I'll okay, then I'm gonna pick copy. it up. Let me get it for me. Yeah, yeah. Bet. Um, 
but I was speaking of Kobe, kind of moving on to what I really wanted to talk to you about. Uh, mm-hmm. The Last Dance. You been able to watch it? I hadn't seen nothing but one episode. Okay. Been too busy. Yeah. Well, I mean... I've heard, I've seen Twitter, I've seen what a lot of people have been talking about. And it's funny, even from what I don't know before you get into yours, it's funny to see how many people weren't really Jordan fans. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't know, they know hardly anything about what he's gone through. And I mean, that's what these documentaries are for, but and so many people saying Jordan, Jordan, or, or LeBron over Jordan, or Kobe over Jordan, and this and that, and now they're seeing in the last dance, he's still unfuckwittable. Yeah, that's Jordan. Yeah, he's the, like so. He's in every conversation. That, that should say enough. Every conversation, and that's truthfully why I hadn't watched much. I know I should, but I'm not. That's not going to inform me much. There'll be little things that I know about don't know about, you know, whatever other interviews. Like, I've seen Glenn Rice was on the one from the other day. I know Glenn Rice's kids personally, Michi and, and Glenn and, and stuff like that. Play AAU with them and everything. So I know that family personally. That's a story I won't know from Glenn. You know yeah. what I mean? So those kind of things is what – and I don't need to know that really. That's why I don't watch The Last Dance because I know a lot of that history. But um, I hear it's really good. I hadn't seen it, but I see. I hear it's really yeah, good. Yeah, I think it'll be on Netflix eventually. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Um, but you'll yeah. be able to watch it at some point. But I mean, to me, episode seven and eight were the best, um, mm-hmm. just because they talk about. You know, Mike was he was not the easiest dude to play with, and yeah. it was, and he talks about it, but he's like, you know, I. I would never ask these guys to do something that I haven't done myself. I mean, right. he says that verbatim, but right. you know, I think it was just the level at which he played. He expected greatness from everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And that's why I never understood when people said Jordan and Kobe and them didn't make teammates better. I was like, what? Yeah. There's no chance. I can't even talk. I can't even talk to you. <laughs> about these topics. Well, and and people, you know, in the last episode, they they kind of they tell the story of him punching Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. and it's like people who play at a high level. I mean, in high school, that stuff happens. Like you you talk your shit in practice, and and once in a while, competitive juices flow, and you kind of you you get into scuffles. That's just part of it. Yeah. Um, yep. and I think it with Mike. He was so competitive, and especially, you know, he talks about Steve Kerr and those guys were, were new to the Bulls team, and so he was like, I'm trying to set the tone that you're not just going to walk in here and play right away, you know? Right. And so – and shout out Steve Kerr because he wasn't backing down. Nah, Steve was Dude. the man. Steve always held yeah. his own. So, I mean, he originally was the first one to hit Mike, and then Mike just socked right. him in the side of the head. And so, you know, like <laughs> – a lot of people kind of blow that out. And if you haven't, like, I don't know. I think it's a competitive thing. Um, mm-hmm, for you know, sure. If you don't have that in the programs that you build in, or you don't have that type of athlete that's bringing that kind of fire out of these guys, I won't say you won't be good. I'll just ask you, how good are you going right. to be? That's all. Because those type of guys is what you need in a game. That's what's going to keep the game alive. That's what's going to keep the game fun. That's what's going to keep it really competitive. Yeah, and the people that know they want to win. And those guys, like, 
I mean, there's still some. I mean, there's there's some in the league now. I mean, like Pat Bev is one example. That that dude's yep. a nut job, and I hate his guts when he plays my team. But if he but if he were on my team, he'd probably be my favorite player. Right. Yep. One hundred percent. I mean, that's just kind of what it is. Um, you got to go back and watch that. Definitely try and watch that. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to catch yeah. up on them. Even if you got to come over, I got them all recorded so we can just watch them. I'm always down for that. Can we get a brew? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of, of course. course. Yeah, um, for sure. We can catch up on those yeah. for sure. No, and they're, I mean, they're, I love, I love watching that just because I love seeing kind of the truth be told. And I do think there's some, um, discretion advised because Michael Jordan's production company is in on it. So I think there's, they're still trying to protect his image a little bit, which is fine. I get it from a business mm-hmm. business perspective. Um, but kind of going. I'm truthfully just happy that we get some Mike. Yeah. Because, you know, Mike, as what you, what we know still, besides the player and everything that people are, you know, have said about him or whatever, you don't see Michael Jordan, the human, afterward. We didn't see him for a minute. Yeah. You just see him, whether it be on that on the bench with the Hornets or it was ghost yeah, for a minute. Rode off into the sunset. Yeah, it was ghost for a long time. And so then you you hear he purchases a team and he got the team coming and, and you almost think, damn, Jordan is back. He came back to the league again and instantly Charlotte is gonna yeah. be good. Um, and so you you know, you jump into that and you still don't see or hear from him. He's in no interviews. He's not doing anything, but then you see a million memes about how Jordan is robbing us with these sneakers. And so that's what you got. That's who Jordan, that's what Jordan's lifestyle was after basketball. You know what I mean? Like, and so now we get him to come back and get the talk and get interviews and you see some of the emotion. Cause I seen one of the interviews I think he had on this last episode, he had a little bit of teary eyes and said cut. Yeah. He's like, I need a break. You know, it went out or something. Yeah. I need a break. So um, I seen that and I'm just like, that's what's up. We get to see Jordan. You know what I mean? We just lost Kobe. And so I, I hope that's what sparked this. Sometimes it takes something tragic. But, yeah, I would love to hear all about what, you know, went in with Jordan and, and other things like that. That's why I need to get back yeah. into it. I only seen episode one, like I said. but It's crazy, though, how, like, I'm going to go back to Kobe. But it's funny how the conversation has kind of stemmed around Kobe. Uh, yeah. You know, what he – what he left on the table, you know, I think, you know, for me, another LA legend that, you know, I look up to that has passed. And I think, you know, this Nipsey, that's my guy, you know, and, and he left so much behind. And luckily for us, like we didn't have to know him. Like he put, he put game on all of his records. And so like, but I'm the same way. Like when we lost him, you know, truthfully, like I had just found victory lap in like December and I was, I was spinning that nonstop. And so when he died, I was like, yo, but then I went back and listened to his old catalog and I was like, yo, oh man. this guy's, I mean, he was like on another level and he was big on, That's- on exactly what you're doing is like entrepreneurship and ownership and you know doing your own thing like don't let anyone go get your bread for you and then they give you a cut like go get your own bread yeah 
Yep, that's fact. And and that's what's it's crazy to hear you say that. I'm glad I'm not the only person because I wasn't even a Nipsey fan. That's what's crazy. I didn't I didn't have anything downloaded um, or anything. And when I seen, and I know who Nipsey Hussle was, but when I seen um, how much it impacted people from his death, it obviously, like they say, you, you become more famous when you die somehow, you know, but... I went back and did exactly what you did. I went and downloaded the most recent albums, seen if I liked it, because I heard Nipsey was really good, but I seen if I liked it, fucked with it, um, and then I went back and, and did the same. I went and downloaded all the other stuff, Crenshaw, Selson, all the, I mean, I went and downloaded yeah. everything. And um, and I and I like Nipsey, but it's just, it's a little unfortunate that he's gone and I don't get to truly see what he stand for, but watch what he built, you know what I mean? So... But I, I mean, I like, like you said, yes, I do. We do. I stand for the same things in that, in that concept. Like I could care less um, what clients come to me as far as people who are searching for any type of clout. You know, I get a lot of people that come and ask me to do videos. Can they work out just to get a video or can they work out just to get a shout out or, you know, think, can I just help them? get more athletic or can I just help them with ball? And I'm like, we, we creating monsters over here. You know what I mean? We, my, my main thing, and I'll say it all the time is take everything the defense gives you, not some things, not be limited in any areas. We're going to work on everything. And so those people, I have to sit down and talk to them about what we are actually doing, what I actually stand for. And for some of these kids it's mind blowing. You should hear some of the responses when I'm telling them things like, no, I can't help you just jump higher. I cannot help you just do ball handling. What I can do is help you become an overall better basketball player, a better man or young woman, and a better leader on the court. I can help you do that. That is what I'm paid. That is what people are paying yeah. me to do. I don't just specialize in one area. You know what I mean? It's the overall growth. Even like you were saying with Nipsey, build and grow your own thing. And so it's hard because I, I turn away people at that point. It's not about the dollar to me. You know what I mean? I need people to see what it is and why but it's think, valuable. And they yeah, do. They I think do that's, now. I mean, the level of influence that you have to have to be able to say no, like that alone speaks for what you're doing. You know, I think that's super impressive. Um, but I mean, like, that's like going to a coach and say, hey, can you help me learn how to hit a curveball? I don't want to learn anything else, but I want to learn how to hit a curveball. Right. It's <laughs> right. like, no, that's that's <laughs> right. Your swings all all types of messed up. We wasting time, and you just want to learn how to hit a curve. Like that's just not how it works. Um, yep. What if that yeah. pitcher can't throw a curveball because pitches are limited? So you're gonna go up there and go over the whole game until they throw a curveball. Curve yeah, you're gonna ball. see all fastballs, and then what if he ain't even got a curve? He's got a nasty slider, and then you're SOL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and, the, and the bad thing about it is. There are people in the city that are saying yes to those questions. Can you just help me hit a curveball? Yes. Spend your money with me. And people are doing but it. But again, that's that's the difference. And people are it's, doing it. It's long game versus short game. They're they're looking mm-hmm. for the quick buck. But I think I mean just to compare you and what you're doing to another person that I follow kind of closely. I love his story and I love what he stands for too is, is Chris Brickley out in New York. And you oh, know, yeah, he, Br- mm-hmm. I don't think he played much at Louisville, 
No, I don't think he played. If, I think yeah, he was on the bench at all. and he went out to New York. I think, again, mm-hmm. he was connected with the right people. And, you know, God is good in that regard. Right. And he just worked and worked and worked. And now, you know, everyone wants to train with him in the offseason. And that's what's up. I've always said, I said that he, he really kind of setting the tone with certain things because you got him being one of the first, if not the first trainer right, to even get which a is sneaker nuts. deal. And he's on 2K. And he's on 2K. You can train with, like, that's big time. People can hate all they want on stuff like that. You might look back. And even before I got to dig into Chris Brickley, I don't even mind to say, I was like, how this white boy just got all these tattoos yeah. and know that, you know what I mean? And that's what he, until you do your research, you don't realize that he, you know, went to college and actually knows what's going on. And have to, you don't get them type of connections and keep them right. by being a bus or not knowing what you're talking about. There's no way. You just can't. No one cares how cool you look. No one cares the swag you got. If you don't know what you're talking about, people won't mess with you. And they keep messing with them. Yeah. 2K messing with them. You know what I mean? So you, you can only take your hat off to somebody like that and, and honestly want to follow in, in those footsteps. But that's, that, that's just amazing. I mean, it really is. And I'm not just saying that for the podcast because it's funny. He is like one of him and – Maybe like Jay yeah. Hall, if you know those kind of people. Maybe DJ Saxon. Like, I follow those guys from a distance because I still don't want to uh, mimic anything. It's really easy to mimic stuff when people are doing it. And since people have – since they have such a following, I don't want to come off ever as yeah. uh, copycat. So, I really – I don't even follow those guys. Uh, you know, I know their names personally so I could click it and search it. But I don't follow any one of them. You'll look on my page and I don't follow them at all because I, I want to stay completely authentic. And it's funny because I'll get people that give me uh, res- remarks and, and comments and stuff and tell me how I'm on the right page. And they'll send me something from either one of those three people pages and say, oh, they're doing the same type of stuff. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. That's what's up. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know but what I mean? I, 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 I think don't that follow alone, them. I mean, so, speaks, you're exactly on the right path. You know, you're, you're laying the stone down and stepping on the right stone. Right. Right. And I mean, that stuff that takes focus. When I I said I said multiple times on the podcast uh, about my circle or the people in my corner, even even Chris Brickley, if you if people don't think (laughs) that he got an amazing corner, you're wrong. He won't get to where he's at today without the right guidance, without the right people telling him yes or no, without cutting off the right people. You know how many people aren't for us in our circle? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many people plotting on our downfall in our circle, and you just got to be mindful of that. So, honestly, it's it's really super impressive that Chris Brickley is on the stage that he's on and staying on the stage that he's on in the industry that everyone is trying to do it now. Everyone is jumping up saying, I'm a trainer now. I can do it now. Come work out with me. And so it is impressive that he's still where he's at and exceeding um, all the negativity going right past it. Right past it, because I know people yeah. are, and I think, are hating, you know what I mean? You know, and we'll kind of spin it in a different direction here, but I think a lot of it, too, like you talk about people in your corner, I, th- for me, and maybe I just, and maybe this is kind of like something nipsy ingrained in me, too, is that you want to bring up the people with you. You know, you want to elevate their game, mm-hmm. too, and, and that's why I love LeBron. You know, and I and I respect the hell out of what right. he's doing because he's got people around him. 
they're the ones that are kind of molding his companies and different things into the people he's, you know, into the organizations that he's in now, you know, for him to start a school that doesn't just happen. And so it, it's just powerful right. to see no, him yeah, take no. all of his people. And I'm sure, you know, it'll all, we'll hear stories until he dies too about people that he had to cut off. But, you know, it's amazing to me that he has taken the people right. that he grew up around and, and brought him, brought them into his life and said, okay, we're all going to elevate. And he's, I mean, I think what's more right. impressive is that those people stay loyal to him. I think that speaks a lot on LeBron for doing it. I think that speaks humongous on him as a person and a friend um, and his loyalty. But I think the harder part is controlling other people's um, ideas or hidden agendas and stuff like that. That is super hard to manage when you don't know what another man or woman is thinking. And he's putting these people in million dollar uh, opportunities you know, changing their lives and they yeah. staying loyal. I think that's way more I mean, if there's one thing, I was just having a conversation with one of my friends today. You know, I was like, loyalty is, I mean, the the world is full of snakes and rats. That's just what it is. And you're right, people are praying on yep. your downfall. And I think when you run across people who are, gen- and you can tell when they're genuine. And, and when you put them, you know, they're fire tested, they're pressure tested. And they still stand with you. Like those are the people that you hang on to forever. Yep. 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 For sure. But I will say, yeah, this. you got to touch on we that. We forgot year two. We forgot year two. I'll go through year two quickly. Hey, I got to write a practice plan too. We get our we get back to practice today. First day of AAU practice. Back to it. Uh, Three p.m. So I'm ready to get back with the guys, but. Even in, even in that, going from that point, year two, with how excited I am to go back to this AAU team, um, I got a crazy group of guys. I got a crazy group of boys. I got an amazing group of parents um, that is just extremely supportive in what I do, and it just wasn't that way in year one. No knock on anybody that was there year one, but if you were with me year one, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's just real. Um, it was just a struggle. It was new for me. My first time doing AAU and stuff year one, dealing with parents, dealing with certain amounts of money and stuff like that. So it was all new. Um, and again, I'm not known. So the way I viewed it was this is going to be part of the grind. Of course, I want to see me at the very top. And of course, that's where I'm going to ultimately get to. But I got to start from the bottom. So I said I got three tiers of players. Tier three, tier two, tier one, and going in reverse order, three being the uh, lowest level. I'm like, okay, year one, I got tier three level players, people that, um, and it's just the truth, but aren't as coachable or um, didn't get to play at all in high school or didn't even make the team in high school. You see what I'm saying? You see the type of people right off the bat. We're kind of losing you, boss. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, so that could be, you know, that could be my fault or, or something like that. But regardless of the fact, I didn't have a fully bought in year one group of people, parents, players, et cetera. 
year two was just the complete opposite. And then you came Friday. So you seen them, them parents was more than happy to sit right there and have drinks and, and, um, you know, celebrate with me and, and the friends and people that came. And it just was a really, really warm. I know it's all mushy, but it was a really warm feeling. You see me. I was super excited, super happy. I was really glad that, you know, you came and, and everybody else came. But it was just a complete 180 than what year one was. Um, we just didn't have that type of support. Um, and now now we're just all excited. Every The parents, the players, everybody's just really excited to get on the court because they believe in and I think, uh, I mean, that alone, when you can, when you know you have that, that support behind you, that like whatever you say goes, and that they're going to support you. But at the same time, they're still probably going right. to give you perspective. Like, hey, have you thought of this? But at least there's an open dialogue, and you don't get right. pushback. Like a lot of people, you know, I I, I call them underdeveloped right. people. Um, and a lot of times it's just people who don't believe in what you're doing. You're always going to have that pushback. And it's like, maybe mm-hmm. you don't push back, but you, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of gently nudge them. Okay. Maybe we go this way or at least open that dialogue. I think that goes a long way with people mm-hmm. instead of saying, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know? And I think it, you know, again, it speaks volume right. um, for the kind of leader you are. Now I will, I want to, the talent in Oklahoma comparatively, obviously, you know, Cali, Texas, Florida, they're all, they're always going to be ahead of us. We behind dog. But. Yeah, we behind, but you know, what's crazy. We're not as behind as we about to laugh about. I think where we're behind that is our leaders. I I truly believe that these, some of these kids, man, even the kids that I got on my team, we got so many kids that I've been told are not coachable, aren't good talents or aren't, you know, exceptional athletes. I can't say that about hardly one kid on my team. And I'm like, how are y'all able to say this about these boys that I can get to work for me the way I need it? Not just the way I need it done, the way they need it done to get to the level they want to play at. And that's what they understand now. There's levels to this shit. And we ain't going to be at the bottom. You know what I mean? It's, and so that's where I think – that's why I think we're behind. You look at all of these kids in Dallas and uh, Cali and Atlanta and New York and, and all these – Houston and stuff like that, these bigger cities, look at their coaches. Look what their coaching styles are like. Look at what they stand for. Yeah. Look how they work. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the difference. We got a lot of people that – I said it before, that clout chase. They just want a title. We got a lot of people in Oklahoma that just want to say I'm coach of um, at whatever high AAU program. I won't name any. We got a lot of people that's still that work that either don't have jobs or work at a regular job and they get the title of coach for these big name programs and they take that to the head like they doing something. But they ain't teaching these kids nothing. That's why you get these big programs that get uh, that have to combine with other big programs because people start losing a lack of interest. There's a lack of interest now that y'all aren't as good as y'all portrayed yourself to be. And that's the coaches. You got all the – now we talked about them tiers. You got tier one talent right. on them big-time programs. Why y'all losing? Yeah. Coaching. 
So we are behind. We are very behind, but we're behind. But I think because that's just coaching. I don't think it's even. I mean, you could take it across. We're the not board. behind because it's talent. even just basketball. I don't think it's just sports. I think there is an inherent lack of leadership, like true, genuine leadership. Um, and you and mm-hmm. and uh, like I, I right. pride myself on reading a lot of books, and I read a lot of, you know, John C. Maxwell, and I I, I read a lot of leadership development. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. Hey, my boy John Maxwell. 10X. That's my yeah, guy. Yeah. He was at the he was at yeah, the conference that, too. That dude, Gave um, us a lot of information. I have one of my friends, and I think I'm gonna try and get him on the podcast. He's a youth pastor over in Arkansas. And I, I worked with him for a while. Um and he gave me a mm-hmm. Maxwell book. It's called Leadership. Last Leadership. year. Leadership. Yeah, he came yeah. out with that. Uh what was that? And a couple boy, years ago. Yeah, last year. I need to go back and year. read it. It's one of those where it's like um, so much information that you need to read a couple times to be able to take it all in. I underline when I read. Around, I, have I have to take to. notes, huh? I have to just so I hit all okay. the key points. Right. And you know, sometimes I'll I'll read like really really profound stuff, and I'll I'll put it in my notes on my phone mm-hmm. just to come back to. Um, right. And I think you know, just to be able to read through mm-hmm. all that. I wish I could like, there was some kind of app. There's my million dollar idea. Um, just be able to s- scan a page and it yeah, takes whatever quote I underline. It's probably out there um, and just put it directly in my notes. But um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. We had some been. shit like that to cheat on my Spanish test. Yeah. I could tell you a couple of stories about Latin <laughs> in college. Woo. Yeah. You're right. Um, but <laughs> I can't I, speak a lick I mean, of it. Getting back to the point, I think there's just, a lack of leadership. Um, and I've been lucky to, you know, Seth, his name is Seth Tomboli, um, him and the pastor that I went to church with, Rick Bazette, they are probably the two best leaders that I have ever spoken to, interacted with, had a chance to even be in the same room with. And so a lot of times, you know, right. even in my personal life, I, I find myself thinking, okay, what would Seth tell me to do? Um, yeah, and I right, and, and I that's think good, it, though. I mean, that's that's again, amazing. I hate toot my own horn, but I think for being twenty four, about to be twenty five years old, I'll get you the details on that. Don't let me forget. Um, you know, I I feel yeah. like gotcha. I feel like I'm an old soul, and I feel like I'm kind of ahead of twenty four years old. Right, and. And I, I still feel that's that, that's like that I'm wisdom, behind dog. the eight ball a little bit. I mean, a lot of it, actually. Um, yeah. But again, it, it kind of leaves that craving of like, okay, right. I, need, I need to stay on it. I need to keep my foot on the gas and, and keep going after wisdom. More. And, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, you read the Bible enough. It talks about right. people who chase wisdom. Just Google that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I was finna tell you how how they say, um, uh, what what did it say? A man a man seeking wisdom will always find some something about wisdom in the mouth yeah. of some ears and mouth or something. I gotta think of the quote, but it, it, it's a really good quote that is talks about men who seek wisdom. They'll find yeah. they'll find the lips of of the knowledge. They'll find it. The person who's who's and willing to listen and understand I mean, it'll come to you for the time. listeners. I think that's a huge part of. Um, and I'm going to take this back to Kobe, but I think that's a huge part of being a leader is you're always chasing wisdom. 
right. you know, in, in the documentary. And I, I mean, in the last dance mm-hmm. and a couple of different articles that mm-hmm. I've read is like Kobe was like a sponge. And, you know, they had uh, on all the smoke the other yep. day, they had uh, Gary Payton on there. And, you know, the glove locked people down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah, like you, I mean, Damn. solitary confinement. And he said, like, one of the first, I think the mm-hmm. 01 All Star game, Kobe came up to him mm-hmm. and was like, why are you, like, why are you backing me down from the three point line as someone smaller than me and you're still scoring? Or how are you, like, playing defense on me? And I can't score, and I should be able to take you to church, you know. And like, and he's seeking right. the the wisdom, and he's he's open to whatever they're telling him. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, what I know a little bit about a lot of these young athletes, or or just people in general, is they're they're not looking for wisdom; they're mm-hmm. looking for that positive affirmation, right? That like what they're already doing is working, yeah. when in reality, like. That's not always the case. It's good. And yeah. You're not always going to get told, yeah, you're doing great. You know, mm-hmm. like that's it. You haven't made it's like, no, maybe you're completely messing up. But you have to be the one to go ask. Right. Yep. That's a hundred percent fact. And that but you know what it is though? It goes back to even a piece of what we talked about earlier, the people in your corner. Like you said, you have people that you can whether that be reach out to or think in your head, what would that person tell me? Yeah. Well, right there, you're going to stay on track a lot. You know what I mean? And, and people are, like you said, they don't have it. It's a lack of that, those leaders. It all, whichever way we start cutting it, it'll boil right back down to these people don't have any guidance. Yeah. They don't have the right guidance. And, and, and that's what's sad. That's what's sad. These people out here with all types of ideas, with all types of ability, uh, or capabilities, right? And and, and, I think, and they I mean, don't have any guidance. The old quote: "You're the sum <laughs> of the five people you hang around the most." You know, and I th- like, especially young kids in high yep. school, college, they really take that quote for granted. Like, it's okay to have like friends, but the mm-hmm. people that are really, really like in in your corner, you have to like be diligent <laughs> about choosing. You know, are they building you up? Are they giving you perspective? Mm-hmm. Are they you know, are you guys chasing wisdom and like understanding more than you're chasing, you know, clout or whatever, you know, what it, whatever it is. And I think, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even a like, dollar. How are you making Even a dollar. a dollar. Even a dollar. Exactly. Always ain't the right way. People say, uh, I'm going to get the money. However, no, you got to be able to yeah. what? turn some of that money down. You got to be able to turn some of that money down to really reap the reward because you can't take all clients. I can't accept everybody. Everybody don't have uh, the right mindset that it takes to come to this. And I tell clients all the time, sign up for a 30 minute eval first because y'all might not actually be ready for this. Yeah. Not capable to get it done. Mentally ready for this. Because I'm challenging you in here. It's not just dribbling this ball and shooting this ball. I need you to learn and be ready to think this game. Yeah. Because I'm going to challenge you every day. You know what I mean? And some of these kids aren't ready for that. They don't want to hear me talk about basketball. They don't care to truly learn it. They just seen that I got such and such their first college offer. And now they're like, I want to get a college offer. I want to go to college now. Well, you might not be ready for how this person got here because there was a lot to it. Yeah. He getting ready for this. She getting ready for this. You know what I mean? 
And so I have to turn those clients away or tell those parents, don't waste your time or don't waste your money Which with is, me because I mean, your kid like you is said, not That's ready. impressive for you to... I mean, it's and an integrity thing to me. You know, I... Right. And like yep. a lot of people... And that just come from you know, good they, military they values. Like, oh, I'm going to keep it 100 or like I'm going to keep it real. Yeah, you got to do that. But you also... You, my The punchline here is you got to keep it right too. <laughs> You can keep it real all day, but if you're not keeping yeah. it right, yeah, you, it, you know, it's it's like tongue in cheek, you know. I'm, I'm gonna take what you say when you're wrong assault because just because you keep it real doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's right. And I think you know if if you have some right. of your kids that 100%. listen to this, I think 100. The biggest takeaway is like, who are you trying to be? And I think. Right, like a lot of conscious, what do you want to leave intentional here? Yeah. effort goes into growing on all levels, whether that's athletically, whether that's like with right. your mom and dad or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever the case it is, like there has to be intention behind everything. Like you, you can't just go to the gym and be like, yeah, I'm going to shoot a couple layups or I'm going to put up, right. you know, I'm just going to walk in and, and jack up threes all day. It's like, well, oh. No, that's not – you think Kobe (laughs) Bryant or Michael Jordan or LeBron James just walk in and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to start chucking up threes. No. Yep. Yep. These kids got it all messed up. They got it all messed up. It's crazier to think – listen to this one. There's kids here in Oklahoma that think – they don't need a trainer, and and it'd be pointless to waste the money with a trainer because they. I mean, do you it could. Themselves. It's just gonna take you longer. Oof. I'm like, do you not see this? Oh, you could, you could, you definitely could. There ain't too much you can't do if you got the right faith. Right. But do you think Kobe didn't have a they trainer? Actually had the same trainer. Did you know that? Do you think Jordan didn't have a trainer? You think KD don't train? Yeah, I didn't know that. Do you think? I mean, but did you think? Any of the rest, I could we could go down the line and name uh, probably oh, any yeah. other player, especially nowadays. All these young dudes got trainers. All these young NBA talents got trainers. All look at these bigs. The game evolved so much that you know the big man in the league got trainers because they was all traditional bigs. Now you got all of them bringing the ball to the court. All yeah, there's very few like increasing true three point. How do you think the they do that? Oh my goodness. And so they making what these young kids now that are gifted and in, in fifth grade and somehow six five because I didn't get that, but somehow six five and and they're not looked at as big men on them courts in sixth grade. Yeah, they looked at as big guards because they've been working on a game early. They've been had a trainer or a dad that's a trainer or something that know the game. They've been working, and it was never by themselves in sixth grade if they can handle that ball like that. Randomly, God given. Yeah. 95% of the time they train it. Probably more than 95%. And so it's just, it baffles me that these kids in Oklahoma are really, 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 somebody is telling parents or coaches are telling them they don't got to work on their game like that. And it's okay and it's coming. It ain't coming, yeah. y'all. If y'all, if anybody here, it ain't coming. Every day. It ain't coming. You got to work for that. People like, you got to earn that. Every day. And that's why I tell these kids, there's there's an aura around um, the game. There's there's a there is someone 
that is selected to walk around and watch everybody at one time with this grind. That's why I'm always talking about DCTG. Don't cheat the grind. Don't cheat the grind. Don't cheat the grind. Don't cheat. Because it knows. And it really, really knows. You'd be surprised at what happens in a week if yep. you just fully dedicate and, and commit to your craft. No, and I think it, it I mean, again, it just surprised. goes back to like. And they don't understand ha- that. And I know Grant Cardone talks a lot about this. It's like, you got to be obsessed with it. You know, like, you know, they talked about in the last dance and one obsessed. of the last episodes, they talk about MJ and when he switched to baseball, you know, that, that dude couldn't hit a curveball to save his life. But he like, he was so intentional. And I do think had he right. stuck with baseball, he would have been in the bigs because he was like, I can't hit a curveball. So he would show up early mm-hmm. and hit. And then he would take batting practice on the field before the game. And then after he would stay and hit more. And they were like, dude would yep. come in. He'd be bloody and blistered and all kinds yep. of stuff. But he was like, this is what I got to do to get better. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of young kids. And, and again, we, we, we're talking young people, but right. I think everyone is inherently this way is they want it quick and they don't want to put that like obsessive effort right. into doing something, but they want that obsessive payout. You know what's crazy? I think that right there, what you just said, is where the divide comes in, though. Uh, the divide of the people who want you, like you said, want the quick success or the opposite side of that of the people who truly enjoy what they're doing. Right. Because if you really enjoy this, then you'll enjoy that process and that journey. I tell people all the time, this is why I'm celebrating year two already. This shit got fun for me in a year. It got really fun in a year. Next year three, hopefully I'm doing so much better that we rent that whole bottom out down there and everybody yeah. is suit and ties and we giving out all types of awards. and this, You know what I mean? Hope I don't know what year, year two to three is going to look like. But I'm ready for it with the good or the bad because I know even the bad, I, I done ran through some downs. And even in my downs, I done, I done came up. So I'm looking forward for any of it. Um, well, all of it. Not any, all of it. I'm looking forward. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where that divide comes in, bro. I honestly do. The people that want to get that get-rich-quick scheme, get-good-quick scheme, and et cetera, et cetera, they don't last long. They might go D1. Yeah, in a couple years. They might years. get a Division One look, but I bet you they'd be at the crib. They'll be at the crib real soon, yep, yep. Their career will end really short because they hadn't, they hadn't even been used to putting in the work for any of it. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And even like you said uh, – with, with, with Grant, you said you got to, uh, what you say, Grant said you got to fall in love with it or be in love with it or, or have the passion of something you said uh, that Grant was saying. And, and that, that's the other side of it. Um, these people don't want to get up and truly love doing whatever it is. If you own a landscaping company or are trying to grow one or even this podcast. Yeah. You have to get people on your podcast for your podcast to grow. You know what I mean? And people and people don't understand that work. They'd rather sit at home and wait for somebody to see you got a podcast and ask right. you, hey, can I be in your podcast? Well, that ain't going to happen too often. Exactly. Because if they don't know you, they won't flow yep. you. So straight up. Straight up. And so and, and that thing is just a culture shift. That's That's the last piece I wanted to say about Grant. And that's why I talk to people all the time about the culture change. I'm ready to change the culture in Oklahoma, not just a couple kids, 
we got to change the culture and the overall mindset of what it takes to be a good athlete in general. I just happen to work with basketball players. Hopefully I could get somebody in this area that work with baseball and football and this and that, that stands for something positive and that's meaningful. And they're actually helping these kids become better. Athletes Absolutely. And young people. Yeah. And that young would, men, I mean, young that, women. that might be the next level for you. The culture change. So. Man, people tell me all the time well, I'm going to end up being I some sort of motivational speaker or something, something way crazy. Bigger. Way, way know. bigger. I know you're, I mean, you're on the right track. And I think it's just a matter of time before you connect with the right people yeah. and, and collaborate. I think kind of the old school mentality is, is leaving where it's like, you know, everyone's out for themselves. And now you have these young cats, mm-hmm. you know, you see it a lot in music where they're like, no, right. let's just, let's just put something together, you know? And they're not like, they're not worried about how it's going to pay out or right. who's getting this percentage right. and that percentage. It's like, everyone's going to eat, but everyone needs this. So let's just go ahead and do it. Right. We will see. Well, we're going to yeah. wrap it up. Um, well, we're going to see. last questions. We're going to see. Just really kind of fun stuff. Right now, top five artists you're listening to. What you got on? Oh, my God. It, NBA Young You're boy one of those people? Sure. Yep. 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 NBA Young Boy. Man, that boy be riding, dog. I hope I got some people nodding their head, even if we got one person listening. That young boy, y'all tripping. Uh, I've tried. <laughs> but you got to say not, about it's young It's just boy. not my cup of tea. All right, next. Just, just send gonna me argue. stuff. I'm going to call you and argue you down on that one. Put you some tracks. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to send you some heat, too. Yeah, Lee. All right, so young boy, uh, right now, I guess technically I'm listening to it because I'm trying to see how I really feel That's about it. That's an EP. It. Uh, That's not Drake's an album. album. But Drake is always going to be up there in the top. Uh, I, I think he's got some Yeah, that's what I said. I'm, I'm still sure. feeling for it. But trying I, to think see his, what I, think. I think his album is And I would nuts. agree with you more there. Oh, yeah, facts. I can't wait. Um who else? Uh, I just started. I started messing with Lil Durk's new album. Been giving that one a play. Um, yeah, I fuck with it too. I really like that one. And um, I, I like Lil Baby. I do like Lil Baby, and I don't like none of these weird rappers, and but he, I do like Lil Baby. His shit rock. Her album. Um, and I've been listening to Kalani. I've been listening to Kalani album. Mm-hmm. But for sure, I threw Kalani's in there for the woman. I'm not gonna lie, but I Yo, will say I, we had uh, Tory like Lanes I told you before, like we had I Glenn, Tory Lanes heavy uh, from League Above. He owns a sneaker store, League Above, up north. And I told him like top five right mm-hmm. now, like right now currently, Tory's right up there for me. Tory's, I got for me. Yeah, I told them that boy be riding. Was, uh, I. Don't quote me on this. I have them written down in my notebook somewhere, but it was in no order, obviously. Um, yeah. The baby. If. I, right. It was. Ah, I just couldn't I, turned, I was disappointed. The baby on. Disappointed if I want to some like ignorant shit. You I'm know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's different sound. It's a different. That's that sound. young boy. 
Um, the baby, <laughs> Roddy Rich for sure. Roddy's gonna win a Grammy. Um, yeah, Roddy go hard. That album, that's. Think so? No, he'll, it's he'll crazy. One for no, that. I'm just saying. Do you think so? You know, people be getting robbed. Yeah. So, uh, the baby. Yeah, that album is crazy. Roddy, Tory, obviously Drake. Drake's always gonna bump. And then I think I had Lil Baby in there too. Yep. Tory's album baby, went baby. nuts. Drake. But have you heard like any of his old like new Toronto mixtapes and shit? That shit was gangster, wasn't it? Uh so Toronto no, no, I got, hadn't gotten to any I think of those his other ones are better than except that one. Three. Two. All the new Torontos. The, Which ones? You think oh the Toronto yeah. stuff is no, better? I think than, his older uh, stuff no, that three is he now, doesn't so have streaming as well. That you can download on like Datpiff. Yo. Yeah, yeah, I got those... Spot, Spotify, not Spotify. I think that yeah. is what I got. Yeah, no, all of his stuff. That's what I listen to, like his old six tapes um, and stuff. Well, hey, you know, if they, if they ain't listening to six you know, tapes the young when they got their little honeys over there, trip. anymore. Yep. Good music. <laughs> that means something. Saying okay. something. But yeah, that, that that that's that's who I would rock with right now. Okay, for What's sure. Your, I got Young Boy and Tory Lanez probably playing all day shoes. every day. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Um, all right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just throw a couple out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on Jordan first. Um, Godly. Obviously, I'm gonna have something like a taxi in there. Um, if you were to go with 11s, I'm gonna just keep it basic with a Concord or a Space Jam because in a Concord in general is probably one of my favorite shoes. Them shoes is too icy. Uh, if I had to pick one that I'm gonna just say exclusive shoe. God damn, Spence. I don't know if I can give you one. Yeah. I, got, I don't know if I can I'm give you one, dog. There's so on many ones. shoes flying through my head. Ones. So the the off-white one, Chicago. I think those go with everything. Uh, the Travis Scott ones, I think, are super versatile, too. Yeah. And then mine isn't the Concord 11. It's a gangster. Mm-hmm. The tuxedo one. No. That tuxedo. Oh, no, you're tripping, dog. The tuxedo 11s were really clean. No, I would. But I wouldn't put those Easily. over a Concord or a Space Jam. Easily. Not even close. Oh, no. I don't know. They're just so. I don't know. I love all 11s. I think when I was collecting shoes, because I sold everything I have, really. Uh, but when I was collecting shoes, I had a bunch of 11s, uh, low top mids or regulars. What, um, and I had those. I had the tuxedos, I had the concords, doubled up in everything that I could. And, yeah. you know, 
that that habit in general, I had to get rid of it for now. And I know how you, yeah, I know I, how you I are now with shoes. I don't know how you're still doing I it. I absolutely love it. I just. And now, like, obviously, I'm doing the custom thing. So get me a what? Yeah. Give me, give me a white pair and I can do just about anything. I was about to say, it. let's shout that out real um, quick. That's kind of the beauty of it. You know, like, I want a pair of those bloodlines. And I'm just going to make them. Chi- yeah. And I'm just going to make them Chicago ones. Uh-huh. You about to order some? Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I got oh, some yeah. old. You about to have me look in the closet uh, and see what else I got like that you could possibly gray and up. orange that I got from high, like sophomore year of high school. Why I still have them, mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I'm about to just paint them white, where the orange trim is, right. and then put like a a paint speckle on them of black. Mm-hmm. How do you? Uh, yeah, we will. We I'm, will. Let's. Can yeah, we get that page I'm, up I'm so we can shout it. that out? I'm working can we on get it. The, can we get the page up? I, I'm promise you, bro. You're gonna have you're gonna have some people. I'm gonna put the page all over. You're gonna have a lot of people that that want to get something touched up or yeah. done on them sneakers. Yep. You might as well. So get that's that, that's a little project that, that I, clientele I now. For everyone listening, um, it's yeah. I, I like to think I do decent work. You got some heat. Decent work. Oh man, it's cold. If we was able to throw some images up right now, I would. But uh, he got some heat, y'all, for the people that's listening. Cold with it. Yeah, those Seems like you got a nice gentle nasty. hand or amazing uh, touch-up skills. The because wa- that thing yeah, looked clean. The wash denim. Oh my gosh! And I those saw somebody who did right a. There, he did a. He, did you ever see those like leaked uh, friends cold. and family cactus jack sixes that are like mustard yellow? He did like a custom pair for somebody that are that mustard yellow Mm-mm. with the denim Mm-mm. sixes, and they're nasty. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my last question. Yeah, send me a top, picture. What's your top retro jersey of all time? Either. That throwback Jason Williams yeah. or that Those throwback Vancouver, uh, went hard. Vancouver Mike Bibby jersey. Hard body. Or uh or uh the throwback, what what year is that? Ninety eight. Ninety eight All Star oh, yeah, Jordan jersey. About. I think it got the green the turquoise yeah. or something. I think that's I like the old magic ones too. Fire. Fire. The, the pinstripe ones. What about but, yours? Yeah, that one. Oh gangster. I'm trying to think of the other one. Penny, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, the the other hard one, I do love the, the magic one, clean. The Vancouver one, clean. The other one that's super underrated, that Cavs one, the yellow one with yeah. the red and white. Mm-hmm. Check on it. Yeah, that's... Uh oh yeah, the one Kyrie and them wore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with the, uh, no, way I have back a, with I have uh, a LeBron one and them. With that, where they had the uh, square, the like, checker squares down the side. Often, but I oh, need yeah, to get me too. a Vancouver one, and uh, yeah, that one's a, fire too. A magic one, old penny. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's this um. 
sneaker store. Really, it's a Jersey store, fanatic store in Atlanta. Uh, for anybody that Everything. travels to Atlanta and um, Cumberland Mall, they got a fire Jersey store, dog. A lot of throwbacks. Oh, my goodness. Baseball, yep. football, basketball, throwbacks. They got old, that old player, Dominique Wilkins, uh, year one, Vince Carter jerseys, Allen Iverson, all-star jersey. They got all t- crazy. And so that's where my collection came from. I got a decent jersey collection. Yeah. Um, old all-star Kevin Durant jerseys, uh, USA jerseys and stuff like that. I got jersey collection I still got a little bit of. Um, yeah, those are but nice that jersey too. store right there, they got a lot of stuff. With oh, the I'm trees on? Old Timberwolves jersey right here. Yep. Uh, Kevin Garnett, fire one. With the trees around the trim, yep. I got this military Odell Beckham, yep. the year that they did the hoops jersey, where it says salute to service and all that. I got a New York Giants Odell Beckham yeah, those jersey. Are, that's fire. They're just, they're I don't know, jersey, that's, that's a good one for me. I'm still collecting those. All right, well, we'll get out of here. I got to go get my haircut. So, yeah. um, thanks for Thanks. coming on. Follow John. Thanks. What is it, John? At J-E? At J-E. That's the way I am. the Jet on everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So, on everything yeah no problem go follow Thanks me for coming on it was shout your boy right. i appreciate it was a that. pleasure we'll we'll do this again i don't know when but first podcast you, we'll do, you know what we need to do we need to watch the last dance and then we'll do one after we'll watch all 10 there we go sound like a plan to me you let me know when and i'll see that's if fine we can get them in Whew. i mean i got to come all on right. saturday we'll morning we're gonna be there all day All right. Thanks, John. That's fine with me.